It's the new year. 2023 has officially begun, and there are so many people that are talking about the new years and new habits and new year's resolutions and trying to reinvent themselves this coming year. It happens every year. You know, we all hear about it. We, we see the gyms filled with people around this time. I think habits are incredibly important, but sometimes I personally get frustrated and tired of hearing everybody's new year, new me ideas. Have you ever felt that way? Felt like we talk about habits and resolutions far too often, and almost every time they don't stick. I think it's important to look at habits from a different angle. Are there solid, healthy lifestyle habits that we can develop, that we can find from Scripture themselves? What does it say about habits? I'm Josh Cave, and I've asked these exact same questions. In fact, I've spent my entire life asking questions. Those questions have led me to a lot of study and even earning a bachelor's degree in Bible and theology. Through some research this week, I found that the Bible doesn't actually say the word habit, but I believe it has a lot to say about them. There are people in the Bible who lived incredible lives and had habits that define their life, and so we want to look at what are those habits and how can we apply them in 2023. Let's dive in. Welcome to the After Youth Podcast, where we answer questions so that you can lose doubt and live confidently for God. We pray that this episode helps you in your Christian walk. If you enjoy our content, please support us by subscribing wherever you're listening or watching and give us a five-star review. When you do that, you help people all over the world lose doubt and live with confidence. If you have a question you would like us to answer in one of our episodes, you can reach out on one of our social media platforms or email us at afteryouthpod at gmail.com. Let's jump into the episode. So I was thinking about the start of the new year and considering habits. Molly, I wanted to ask you, what are some resolutions that you've tried? So if I'm being honest, I've never had a New Year's resolution. You've never had a New Year's resolution. No, um, <laughs> I knew I wouldn't stick to it. <laughs> I guess that's a strength and a weakness, knowing my weakness. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I think they're great. But I knew I wouldn't stick to a New Year's resolution, so I never set one. Um, I've got some habits in place that I think are helpful, but I've never, I've never really committed <laughs> to anything. As far as New Year's. <laughs> yeah. I think I've had a pretty similar view because, frankly, I've just disliked New Year's resolutions. I think kind of along the same lines, like people get so pumped and they're like, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to lose all this weight. I'm going to do all these things. And then like three days in, nobody is doing the thing. That- well, it's like fresh, fresh year, new year. I'm going to be a fresh start. But then... Two weeks come and it's like, oh shoot, this year is just as bad as last year. Yeah. You can't maintain it. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess in my thought about habits in our conversation this week, I want to take a, a different perspective rather than just give a, a quick, well, here's how to do something a little bit different. How can we develop real habits, real ways of life that are not just, you know, 
quick self-help, but rather how can we develop to be the kind of people that God has called us to be? And I think there are some really good examples in the Bible from some study I did. So I think there are three really powerful examples of habit in the Bible. And the the first one I want to talk about is in the life of Daniel. And for me, as I've kind of been thinking about the new year and some things that I wanted to do, uh, some things that I wanted to apply in my life, I really think prayer is one of those that has gotten kind of lost in the motions of life. And it's not that I don't pray. I just I feel like I don't pray consistently. And I don't pray as much as I would like to. And so um, in looking through the scripture, I think the greatest example that we have just explicitly of a habit is in the life of Daniel. And Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God. That's three times a day. Every single day, rain, shine, whether he was busy, whether he was getting phone calls, emails all day long, no matter what was going on in his life. And this part of the scripture actually comes right after the king came out and decreed like that nobody can pray to anybody or anything besides the king himself. And I think think it's really important because... Daniel was doing this already. You know, he was consistently praying three times a day. He did it for years. And so people wanted to set him up and to to catch him in the act. And so the king decreed this. And then all of a sudden, Daniel is doing something against the law. His praying three times a day, his habit that he's done for years is now against the law. And what does he do? Does he like close his blinds and you know, make sure that nobody's looking, nobody can hear what he's saying. Like, no, he does exactly what he did for years and years before that. And I think sometimes we're we're so blessed with freedom and the ability to pray and do things as we as we want to that we take it for granted. And I know that's the case in my own life. So I'm not sitting here just talking to everybody out there like, oh, you should pray more. You know, I should pray more. It should be a it should be a habit that each of us develop. We take the freedom for granted, and we and we don't spend that time in prayer. We don't develop a prayer life like we really should. Yeah, I mean, I can totally relate to this because there's so many times where it's like we fill our day with something. Every second of every day is filled with something like social media, working, reading a book, anything like that, and those don't have to be bad things. But we're finding ways to fill our 24 hours in a day when one of those hours, even half of one of those hours could be spent in intentional prayer. Um, not to say that we're not constantly in a state of prayer. I'm always talking to God about something, but bringing those needs to him and praising him and just doing having that conversation with him, that intentional, this is my time with you. I'm not doing this while I'm doing something else. That could definitely benefit that. I mean, I try to, but. Like I said, we all get stuck in that. Yeah, I think, I mean, like you said, we end up purposefully going out of our way to find things to fill our time. I, th- I think we're a culture that's really bad at being bored. Yeah. And um, so we try to fill our time. We try to do all these things. And sometimes prayer is difficult because we have to sit there, just us and God. And that's not something we do very often. We don't sit alone, not 
occupied very often. In the life of Daniel, this was a defining factor of his life. In this same story, like I said, there were some people trying to set him up and try to catch him in the act of doing something wrong, and they couldn't find anything. They said the only way that we can find any fault in him is if it's in his religion. And I think prayer was that kind of defining aspect of his life, that literally everything else he did was was in line with the law. It was in line with his friendships. Nobody had a bad word to say against him. And prayer was the central point of his whole life. And so I think if we can begin to wrap our minds around that, how important prayer could be, that if it if it is the defining factor of our life, that it will spill over into other areas. And, you know, I think it's important also that I'm not, I'm not saying you have to go out tomorrow and pray for three hours and, and do all these things. That would be great. I believe that everything takes time. And you know, we can go out, we can pray for three hours, and that would be incredible. But are we going to pray at all the next day? You know, And so to me, I'd rather, if I'm not praying at all right now, I'd rather spend five minutes in prayer tomorrow, build up, and then pray for 10 minutes a day, and then build up. I'd rather do something consistently correct than to do something for three days, all out, give everything to it, and then fall away from it. And so I say all that to say, prayer is an incredibly valuable thing. We see that in the life of Daniel. If you're not praying, let's just try five minutes. Let's see what it looks like. Let's see what it feels like and begin to grow in that. You know, Maybe a couple of weeks from now, spend 10 minutes in prayer, spend 15 minutes in prayer. Find time. I have a, a 35, 40 minute drive to work every day. And so there is time there that I can talk to God, that I can be in prayer. And so maybe find places in your life like that, that you can take time with God, that maybe it's a natural fit. Yeah. And I think it's important to also add that um, for those of you who might not be comfortable with prayer, used to that kind of lifestyle and taking on that, that habit, I guess you could say, just talk to God. Start out, you know, thanking him for waking you up this morning and talk to him. Tell him how you feel. Prayer, it can be just like talking to your best friend. That's how I've always, people always told me that's how I pray. I tell God my good moments. I tell him my bad moments. I tell him my frustrating moments, but I'm talking to him. I'm maintaining that relationship, that conversation with him. It's going to feel awkward in those first few moments, even if you're used to prayer, trying to dedicate extra time and being intentional that it's going to feel awkward, I'm sure. But Tell God that. <laughs> Ask for that that skill, that understanding of what you, what prayer really means. And like I said, it's something you work on. You just continually develop. It's like working out a muscle. It doesn't feel right at first. It, you know, especially with working out. You know, if you work out something new, it it hurts the first couple of times. But you develop that, and you grow it, and then it becomes natural. And that's the goal in prayer. The next person that I think shows a really powerful habit is Paul. In Acts, we find a story of Paul and Silas, and they had been preaching, and some people had got upset in this town that they were in, and they ended up flogging them and throwing them in prison. I mean, these guys just went through a terrible, terrible time. And so they were chained up, and they were they were put in prison. And the Bible says at midnight, they were praying 
and singing hymns. After everything they had gone through, they chose to be in an attitude of worship and praise to God. And the story goes on that God saved them from this jail cell. We have the great part of whenever you read a book, you can see how the ending is going to come about. And so whenever you're reading the story, you know, it goes, Paul and Silas were locked up in a prison cell. They were in the in the middle of it at midnight. They were singing and, and praising God. And then the earthquake happened and they got out of the prison. We see all that in a short period of time. But Paul and Silas, they were in this prison cell with no idea they were going to get out. They had no clue. And so they were just praising God just to do it. You know, they weren't saying, God, break these walls down. I mean, they might have, but we don't see that. They were just praising God regardless of the situation. And I think that's so powerful. Like I said, we, we get, we very easily can see the next part of the story where they didn't. And I think what we see in the life of Paul over and over and over again is a man that chose to praise God regardless of the situation he was in. He goes through all the things that he went through, being shipwrecked multiple times. He got beaten. He got left for dead. He had all these terrible things happen to him all throughout his ministry. And he didn't sit there and sulk about it. He didn't say, oh, look at me. Look at all these terrible things that have happened to me. Instead, just over and over, we see a man that that praised God in spite of what he was going through. And the reason I think this is so important for us today, why it's a valuable habit for 2023, is because I think so often we, and me especially, like I get caught up in the emotions of the moment. There was a, a time, I think it was back in like 2008 or something, my, uh, my dad was working for a company. I was you know, 10, 11 years old. He was working for a company and they had this big layoff. Hundreds of people from the company got laid off. And my, my dad was one of them. And as a kid, you don't fully understand all the dynamics of a situation. But whenever your parent is laid off or loses a job, like you, you understand what that means. And uh, there's nothing you can do about it. You, know, you can't change anything. And so I remember, and this is going to sound so dumb, but I was kind of learning how to play guitar at the time, and I just went up to my room and started playing like the saddest, most depressing songs you could think of. And uh, it was all, woe is me, life is terrible, how could you let this happen? And it's, it's funny now, because I was just a kid, and God worked it out totally, but even as a kid... I, I would get caught in this what was me mentality. You know, as soon as something bad happened, it was like, boom, you know, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be discouraged. You know, I'm just going to be dragging my face on the ground all day long. That's the opposite of what we see Paul do all throughout his ministry. And even now in my life, it's still easy to somebody say something at work. I'm in a bad mood all day. We get into an argument. I'm in a bad mood all day. And we, we end up living our lives in a roller coaster of emotions through the highs and lows, and we don't end up focusing ourselves on God and praising God for all the good things we have, regardless of what happened that day or that month. Yeah, and I think this really developing this kind of habit really speaks a lot on um, 
you know, our spiritual health. You know, you hear people talk about physical health, you know, mental health has become a huge awareness in the last several years. Um, But spiritual health is just as important. Yes, we're praising God. We're thanking him for all he's done. But it also, it's feeding into our lives. It's bringing in that goodness. There's days where, you know, I haven't intentionally done anything to, like, I'll think back, like, I haven't, you know, really praise the Lord. You know, I know it's not just, um, just listen to worship music and stuff like that is not, you, you know, you should be worshiping outside of that too. But, you know, I haven't intentionally fed myself and praise and sang to the Lord and things like that. And I'm like, man, I'm really down the dumps these last few days. I think you're right. Um, I think what Paul really shows us in this habit is how to have an attitude of praise and an attitude that is focused back on the goodness of God rather than just our circumstances. Yeah, it strengthens you up really for those moments when they do come where you're not. Yeah, I guess you could say like it prepares you for those moments when those bad situations happen. You're not just like in Paul and Silas's situation. They were already in that atmosphere of prayer and worship and, um, you know, had all that goodness filled in them that when those moments came that they were in the, you know, in the prison, they weren't like, oh, like Josh said, woe is me. Like, oh, how am I going to get out of this? Lord, goodness, I'm literally doing the work for you and you got me stuck here. No, they were praising the Lord for what's going to happen next for who he is. You know, Um, they were still in good spirits. Yeah, and they were, from the life of Paul, we, we can tell that he was praising God before it happened. He was praising God when it happened, and he was praising God after they got out of prison, that his entire life was very consistent of having an attitude of worship, whether it was a good day, a bad day, the worst day, no matter what kind of moment he was having, he still had that consistency of an attitude and a life of worship and praise to God. And really it's because he knew what was to come. He knows what the end, you know, the final result is. So no matter if your entire life is filled with just disaster, as long as, you know, you've got God on your side, you know what the final result is. You're going to live in eternity with him. There's one last habit I want to talk about. And I think it's one that, is very often overlooked in this modern culture of always busy, always running, and it's in the life of Jesus. Over and over in his life, Jesus would would go off by himself for a period of time, and he would remove all distractions, and he would pray, and he would spend time with God. He made a habit of it. It wasn't every single day, but it was often enough that the disciples talked about it. They wrote about it in the Gospels. And the reason I think it's important for today, even if you already set up a habit of prayer every day, I think it's important that we set up a time in our lives to be alone. And that's maybe it's once a week, maybe it's during your commute, maybe maybe it's on the weekend, whatever it is. But we set up a, a habit of being alone with our own thoughts and just in meditation with God. We're not to we don't spend the whole time going through a prayer checklist of yeah, here's what I need, God. Here's all these things going on. But just time to think and to breathe and to to be without all the distractions, without running 24-7, without getting phone calls, without without ESPN notifications, all these things that are trying to take up our attention all the time. 
but just to take an hour, two hours, just being alone and thinking and changing our mindset, you know, I believe it would be one of the most refreshing times that we have all week because we do run all the time, constantly. Jesus had people around him constantly wanting something from him. And he had to escape all that. He had to step away and be alone, be alone with God, be alone with his thoughts. And so I think we can see that having a habit of just purposeful alone time is really important. But I, I think these are important because they're not just they're not just five ways to a better life or or anything like that. I think it's it's just looking at these people in the Bible and seeing how they lived, what they did, and how can we apply that same kind of thing to our lives? How can we live our lives better this year and in the coming years because of the example that they left us? It's really powerful because these three ideas, they focus on your prayer life, your attitude, and your mental well-being. And so just as very obviously doesn't necessarily look at the physical aspect, but this these are very practical applications for our lives, even 2,000 years later, 2,000 plus years later. So Josh, what would you say to that person that's wanting to attempt a new habit, but they're a little overwhelmed, they don't know if they can stick with it? You know, what, what would you say to that person? I think the biggest thing is to not put too much pressure on yourself. We all mess up. You know, we all try to do new things and we stumble and we fail sometimes and we just get back up because the goal is not perfection. The goal is just to improve ourselves and be better than we were yesterday. And so if you're trying to add a, a habit of a new attitude, you know, it's just trying to correct yourself whenever you feel those negative thoughts, those negative emotions. If you're getting overwhelmed and you're worried about how much time it's going to take, all these things, start out small. You, like I said earlier with prayer, you don't have to go out from this episode and spend three hours in prayer. Spend five minutes in prayer. Spend two minutes in prayer. Set yourself an alarm. Just do something. Because it's all about positive momentum. It's all about just putting one foot in front of the other and trying to do something that can benefit your life in the long run. So we've all seen like Dave Ramsey videos or investment videos. If you invest $5 every day for the rest of your life, it'll turn into $6.8 trillion or whatever they say every time. And that's a lot like how habits work because it's not about doing everything all at once. It's about consistently trying to get better, trying to improve, trying to live your life a little bit better. And eventually those habits that compound and you look at your life and you're like, man, I've really improved over these last three years. It started out, it was hard, but you know, I've just tried to be better. I've tried to do small things to grow and to improve myself and look where I am now from where I started. Yeah. And I would say, you know, find what works for you. If setting a time limit to read your Bible every day, if you know, if that doesn't work for you because you are counting down the seconds, the minutes, then set a scripture amount, set a story. It doesn't even have to be a whole script or a whole chapter or book or anything. It can be the story of Daniel or whatever. Find what works for you. Not everybody's the same. Yeah. I think that's a really good point um, because we are all different. And what works for me probably isn't going to work for Molly and 
what works for Molly might not work for you. Yeah, like I have some friends that they are big into journaling and doing all that drawing and stuff in their Bible. So they have that special Bible where me, I if I can't draw just absolutely perfect, it will drive me insane. So that is not for me. For me, like I have this devotional right now that I'm going through that like it has a for every ch- few chapters I read, there is a video devotional explaining those chapters. And for me, I'm a visual person. And so that helps me out a lot. Yeah. A lot of my Bible reading, I do like I listen to the audio version of it because I listen to audiobooks all the time, you know, so it's a more natural fit for what I already do all the time. And it's, it's all about finding what works for you, starting out small and just being consistent. Be as consistent as you can be. Mess up sometimes, get back up and try again. Let's just, let's live our lives in a way that we can try to add new habits and try to be the the person that God has called us to be and align our lives with scripture just a little bit more. But thank you guys for listening to this episode. We'll see you next time. 